Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And we are going to take a detour from the present to talk about the past. We're gonna, yes. We're going to talk and about... I'll, go I'll ahead. say it was my idea. I need it. So, you know, yeah, if anybody's out there listening and thinking, why are they doing that? I needed a break from talking about the uncertainty of sports. So let's talk about something certain, which is things that already happened. Yeah, and look, there's there's no right or wrong here, um, but I think I think that it's good to take a little break and think about things that are happy about sports. Are fun. You know? Yeah, I mean that's the that's the bottom line is that we're you know you and I have had this discussion in numerous forms over the years. Why are we sports fans? And the bottom line is it's supposed to be fun and. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of that over the last few months. It's just the nature of the beast. But, you know, yeah, it's, uh, let's take some t- detours like we did earlier in this uh, time frame. And, you know, might not be the last detour we take, but let's take this one. Um, so we're going to talk about stadiums that uh, are meaningful to us and games or moments. Yeah. For me, the first thing I thought of when, when we started kicking this around was, uh, Oriole Park at Camden Yards. I've been there one time, mm-hmm. and I watched Mike Mussina throw a near-perfect game. Now, not the near-perfect game he had with the Yankees where it came down to the final out. But, yeah, right. <laughs> but a, a near-perfect game uh, against the Indians. He took it, uh, I believe, if memory serves, he took it into two outs in the eighth before it was yeah. broken up. okay. Uh, okay. And so, for me, that stadium, going there, seeing the big brick mm-hmm, wall, mm-hmm. you know, the warehouse outside, walking around, uh, I, I believe it was after the, all, the uh, home run All-Star Derby, okay. yeah, uh, where Griffey hit the ball off of it. And so, being able to see it and see the warehouse and actually feel how far away it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I do remember watching that one, and that, uh, well, first of all, I know that game resonates with you, because I believe, and another one of these, you know, different topic pods we've done, uh, we did, you know, our kind of top five favorite athletes, top five least favorite athletes, and I believe in that one you had Mike Bucina yeah. as one of your top five favorites, so, uh, yeah, I know that game uh, resonates, and of course, that, I've never been to that stadium but with you, I've been right outside that stadium. You and I and, and Greg Powell parked there outside uh, one of the outfield fences, I believe, to go to see the Ravens and the Packers right down the street at what was then, I think it was called PSI Net Stadium at the time. Now it's M&T Bank. Yeah. Um, but, a, uh, you know, I haven't been to Camden Yards in the stadium, but that was the first, um, and, you know, at the time I – I didn't know I'd have this goal, but that was the first NFL stadium I'd seen outside of Sun Devil Stadium at that point in time. The Cardinals weren't even at their new place yet. Um, and so, yeah, that, that has a little special meaning to me as well. And what a game that was that we saw. It was. It was. It, it still stands in history books as the biggest route in Monday Night Football history, I believe. Yeah. Uh, you know, 48 to 3 or something like that, I think. Yeah, I, I thought it was 52 to 3. It might have been, yeah. I know it was It was a one-sided beatdown uh, by a Ravens team that wasn't that good. Now, they, they did, you know, they had some talent on that team, but it was not a vintage Ravens team. They had, I mean, I think Ed Reed was in that game. I'm pretty sure Ray Lewis was hurt. He was obviously on the team. Um, you know, the, Deion Sanders, I believe, might have played for the Ravens that year. I think he did. He was at the very end of his career. Um, you know, we, we saw some Hall of Famers in that game. Brett Favre obviously started for the Packers. Uh, that's the reason we went, and I always you, joked about that with you, that we went to see him before he retired, and he ended up playing, what, five more years after that. To, to be clear, you were absolutely right. It was 48-3. to three. Was 48-3? Okay. And okay. not only yeah. did Brett Favre play in that game, but Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. played in that game. Yes, he did. And I believe yes, he, he broke his leg. Half. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, he got in in the second half, and... Uh, that was boy. That might have been Kyle Bowler's best game as a pro. He was he was he was amazing. And you had uh, Jamal I Lewis, believe, right? 
Yeah. Was it Jamal Lewis? Okay. I mean, I, see, there was some talent. Neither team was very good that year, but, you know, it, it didn't lack for star power, that's for sure. Yeah. Todd Heap led the Ravens in receiving there that day. Go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Suggs, I think, probably played for them. I don't know if he played in that game. He might have been hurt, but I know he was on the team then. He played and recorded a sack. I have Did the he? box score okay. up. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, so there's there's current Hall of Famers. There's future Hall of Famers. I mean, that was... That was a pretty cool game, uh, even though it was it was not competitive, and boy, was it cold. Um, and I, you know, I'll be honest, I don't remember a ton about the stadium itself. I remember the United statue out front, um, which I I didn't know was there. You know, this was again before I had really gotten into NFL football stadiums and going to them. And you know, I I look back at that one as just kind of a coincidence that I ended up there, but. I'm glad I did because I don't know if I'll, you know, I don't know when the next time, if ever, I'll get back there for a game. So, hey, that's one I can check off the list without even having a list at that time. Now, I think some of these stadiums are, and you mentioned Sun Devil Stadium. Some of them are obvious. Sun Devil Stadium, Wells Fargo Arena. Sun uh, Devil's one that has great memories for both of us. I mean, that was, when you sent me the text with this idea, that's the first that came to mind, along with with what is now called State Farm Stadium, and I'm going to I'm going to discuss that stadium because I have a mix of memories there. But but uh, yeah, I mean Sun Devil is is not a mix of good and bad. It's it's mostly good. I mean some disappointing losses, but still some great. I mean there even the disappointing losses were fun. It was fun to be there, and I I, I love that place. And uh, as we've discussed in the past, I'm so glad that they just you know renovated it rather than build a new stadium somewhere else, which was discussed. Um, because that's a that's a special place with a lot of history, not just for us, but sports history. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, uh, you know, you think about the the people who played there over the years in college and pro, and there's you know, you could make a laundry list of stars that have played in that stadium. Well, you've got Super Bowls, you've got college yeah. football national title games. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the first real national championship game that was, you know, manufactured to be a championship game was 87 Penn State Miami. I mean, we're we are where we are today because of Penn State Miami. I believe that 100%. Like that game was that was the beginning of what became the BCS, which became the playoff. Um, and, you know, that was one versus two, two independents that wouldn't have played otherwise and they played at the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. When I was thinking, you know, Miami Ohio State Right, right. Well, I mean, you know, the very first BCS title game was there, Tennessee-Florida State. The uh, the famous Tommy Frazier run against Florida, where he, you know, shook off like six tackles was there. I mean, uh, you know, last Notre Dame championship was there over West Virginia. My my dad and grandma were in the house for that one. So, I mean, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of, of great memories there. And, you know, some I wasn't, I mean, all those I just listed I wasn't there for, but you know, the ASU games that, that we saw there, you know, USC and LSU in our in our sophomore year was amazing. You know, those, both of those games, even though they didn't go the way we wanted, great memories, um, you know, and, and just so many, so many fun ones all the way up through, you know, for you and me together, uh, what, three years ago when we went to see UCLA and got on the field in the second half. And, you know, I mean, we haven't had as many in the same place because you haven't been here, but... Still some still some good ones, even post-college. Yeah. It, one of the things about Sun Devil Stadium that makes for good memories, and it's one of the things I like when we go to games that I don't necessarily care who wins when we do our yeah. trips, but sure. some of the greatest games we've seen there, the most memorable games, were losses, but it doesn't detract from the place. The LSU game and the USC game both I agree. Mind. I agree. Yeah, yeah, they were no doubt. I mean, those, those we talked about those in a, in a previous. Uh, I don't remember what the general topic was, but but uh, we've talked about those a few times. And yeah, I mean, they they were both losses. They both stung. They still sting. I mean, I still it's it's 15 years later. I still think about those games and how they could have gone the other way. But yeah, they were they were just great games. And you know, I mean, there's been some some you know. I mean, I know some of these are are post when we were in college together, but you know, the Oregon game just last year was a really cool feeling to beat them, you know, beating Washington a couple of years ago when they were in the top five, uh, you know, I mean, beating Arizona a handful of times, always, always, you know, when we beat Arizona in 2013 to, 
to clinch home field in the Pac-12 championship game. And, uh, I mean, there's just, yeah, it's just a fun place. I mean, and for you and me, obviously, it's got special meaning. And the same for, for you know, what used to be known as Wells Fargo Arena, now Desert Financial. Um, you know, it's, it's far from, you know, Sun Devil Stadium has a lot of great history. Some of the things we were talking about, some of the charms, Wells Fargo, quite honestly, doesn't. It's a generic basketball arena, but because of the because of the memories that happened for for us in there, it's a special place. Yeah, I think emotionally, Wells Fargo Arena hosted some of my personal biggest sports uh, swings yeah. in person. Uh, I think good you're and, probably right. I'd good say and the same. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, without a doubt. I mean, the the most. I mean, I, you know, if I could make a short list of two or three of the most heartbreaking sports moments for me, one of them would be that U of A game our freshman year. Mm-hmm. And if I could make a short list of maybe, you know, top five, certainly top ten sports moments, it would be the U of A game our senior year. Uh, you know, both the, the two opposite ends of the spectrum would be just devastating depression and then the thrilling, you know, excitement that came from winning that game. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and then the the one we've discussed before, the Stanford game yeah. on Valentine's night. Uh, well, you know, I mean, about, just some. some how great about ones. the How about the Kansas game? The Kansas game just a couple years ago. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was outside of college, uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we've we've got some some great memories there. I mean, it's. Um, I, I don't feel like there's as many really good memories as there are with football, uh, and yet. The, the peak is probably more those, you know, that, that U of A game senior year and the Kansas game in 2018 are, you know, probably at least for football and basketball, baseball is a little different for me because I was working with the team, but for football and basketball, the, the, you know, the two best ASU memories I've got. For one thing, as you were saying that, that occurred to me was from the basketball perspective, the peaks felt so high, maybe, because yeah. the valleys felt so low. <laughs> low and extended. <laughs> I mean, we, we went through some, some bad losses and some, lows and some long losing streaks. Um, you know, our, our freshman year, we were okay, but I think we were under 500 in the conference. Uh, sophomore year was really poor. We just weren't a very good team. Junior year was worse. Now, there was hope on the horizon. Because we had the new coach and we had the recruiting class coming in, and you know it started to to bear fruit the next year. But I mean, of our four years of college, and you could go back and look. I bet we were under five hundred overall, and I bet we were under five hundred at home. I'm sure that's the case. Certainly in conference. Now, I mean, it, we we had some weak non-conference schedules, and so maybe we were barely over five hundred at home. But you know, when you if you just put in conference games and you know, major conference, major non-conference opponents, of which there weren't many. Uh, I would, almost certainly we were under 500 in those home games. Um, just in case, and I don't know if it's going to happen, but just in case uh, you start hearing dogs whining or crying or barking, a massive thunderstorm has erupted outside. Ah, I see. Okay. And I'm watching them sprint back and forth in the apartment from room to room, trying to find, I assume, a safe place Got it, uh, got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, none of those here right now. We're in the time of year where those might be coming, but uh, right now it's just blazing hot here in Arizona. Um, other other venues that, for me, are meaningful, um, all of the SEC trips we took were good. I, I think yeah. the surrounding atmosphere at Ole Miss was still the best. Yep, um, yep, yep, I agree. I feel like as cool as Alabama was, I really, more than I thought I would, and team-wise, not a team I thought I would support particularly, I really enjoyed that Auburn Stadium and the whole oh, campus. Agreed. I thought agreed. that was, you know. Agreed, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the unique thing, and we've discussed this before, I think maybe not on recording, but just didn't talk about where we would go, other places and things like that. You know, the Alabama experience was fun. We had a blast. But I think two things contributed to it not quite being the same. One was the opponent was terrible, which we didn't know. I mean, you know, like, no, we didn't think Arkansas was going to be 
a powerhouse, but it was an SEC team. You'd expect them to be a little bit better, and they were not. Um, and the and the weather, the weather pregame, the weather for the game was fantastic, but yeah. the rain pregame and having to go in and out, and you know, I mean, both of those things were not predictable, and it's just the way it is. But we got we got a really good draw with the weather at Ole Miss and Auburn. We had you know, we didn't. It wasn't too cold. It wasn't too hot. I mean, the, the Auburn weather was cold in the morning. Then it got hot when we were sitting in the seats. Um, but you know, beautiful sunshine, you know, and the same at Ole Miss, uh, you know, so that always helps too. If you're going to be outside, we got good draws for both of those. Yeah. And the Auburn game was unique because it was in the morning, I think, you know, I mean, the, the campus was a little bit quieter, um, you know, and maybe that was part of what made it charming in a way we walked around there and, you know, I mean, there was, there was activity, but maybe not as much activity if it had been a seven o'clock start. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Like, yeah, I mean, it started at eleven o'clock their time, and so that was that was unique too. But all three were fun in their own right, um, and I I look forward to getting back on that horse when we can uh, and seeing some of the other places we've discussed the the Georgias, the Clemsons, the you know, uh, Florida, you know, some of these places, some of the Big Ten places. But uh, yeah, I mean, all of those obviously only been there one time and probably will only go um not saying you know i would refuse to go back but you know it was kind of a you know one-time deal for each of them but uh i would agree i think old miss was was the best of the three in part because it was the first and it was the one that we've talked about for years yeah i think that's absolutely true but it was also a great atmosphere yeah you know you're right the, the outside the stadium itself was you know, it was fine. There was nothing wrong with it, but it wasn't anything super special. Um, but the, you know, the Grove and, and the, you know, the players coming in there. And it, I mean, it was also just our first experience doing a game like that. And that's, you know, that makes it unique. One stadium when we were talking about this that I was curious about your reaction, because for me, I, you know, it'd be the same, I suppose, if you asked me about Wrigley, but what was your feeling on going to Lambeau? Because my first trip to Lambeau, I thought I, I was a Vikings game. It was in the fall. It was crisp and cool. Yeah. Uh, and we went as a family, and we sat in the lower bowl. And I remember thinking it was the greenest grass I'd ever seen. It was <laughs> the crisp, most crisp helmets, the shiniest yeah. yellow helmets, yeah. the, the shiniest purple helmets uh, I'd ever seen. And... You know, but I had this romanticized view of Lambo oh, sure. before sure. I walked in, and I was a fan. Oh, and and I did too. I mean, I'm not as big a Packer fan as you are by any means, but I, I, you know, certainly the stadium has always been one since I was a kid that it was like, you know, before StubHub and that existed, you know, going to Lambo felt like an impossibility. It was like, you know, one of those places that you know you didn't you didn't go to unless you had season tickets and you, or you knew somebody who had season tickets. And obviously that's changed a bit with the secondary market now, but, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, like that was, that was a really cool place and just the, the history of it. I mean, that, that, that always resonates with me. You know, I, I went, um, you know, what, 2012, I think it was, I, I went to see ASU at USC. It wasn't the first time I'd been to the Coliseum, but the first time since I was an adult basically. And, just thinking like, God, they played Super Bowl one there. They played Super Bowl seven where the, you know, the 17 and old dolphins that, you know, the Olympics that were there. And you just think about the, the, the people and the games that happened there. And that's the same with Lambo. You look around and it's just, you know, obviously it looks different than it did, but you think, man, like this is the same place. I, I've watched those, you know, NFL films about the ice bowl and Vince Lombardi and Bart Starr and Tom Landry. And it's like, you know, it's pretty cool to think that, this is the same place all those people were in all those years ago. Well, and that's why like going to, cause I've, I have had the luxury of going to both original Yankee stadium, old Yankee stadium yeah. and seeing new Yankee stadium. Yeah. And it, new Yankee stadium is nice. It's got every bell and whistle you could want, but it doesn't have the history. It's not the same. You know? No, I, I mean, I, you know, and that goes back to what we were saying about Sun Devil. Like, you know, I'm glad, yes, things look a lot different than they did even when we were in college. You know, you walk around that place and 
You know, I mean, it, it doesn't, you know, the concourses are different, the seats look different, but it's still the same place. It's still the same area where these guys play, where, you know, John Elway came to play when he was at Stanford or, or you know, Tommy Brewer made that run or whatever, you know, and, and that's, so you lose that when you build a new place. I mean, I, I guess I get why they did it, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's why I'm glad that Wrigley's been able to just kind of update Fenway. You know, you and I went to Fenway there when you were, when you were at Harvard. Um, and it's just cool to, to go to a place like that and think, God, they, you know, they've been playing here for decades and, and guys who, you know, whose careers were long over before I was ever even born, they played here and, and we're still seeing a game here. I mean, there's something, there's something fun about that. I think for me and, and probably for you too, people who are kind of fans of sports history that, you know, yeah, it's, it maybe doesn't have all the bells and whistles of, you know, AT&T stadium where the Cowboys play which is an awesome place. I mean, I went there to see the Cotton Bowl, and it is really cool. But there's something about, you know, the history of a place that makes it unique, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly fun when you have a stadium that has character. And, and you know, like we talked about with Wells Fargo Arena, Desert mm-hmm. Financial, whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's just a basketball arena. It's it a basketball arena it that is. could be anywhere. Um, and is. the memories are because cutter. they're ours. Yeah. But a place exactly. like a, a place like Fenway or Wrigley, where you have something. I mean, and frankly, I've never been there, but I, I'd like to go to Kauffman Stadium to see the waterfalls in in Kansas City. And I have gone there. I've been I've been there a couple times when I was younger. You know, my parents and I would go back to Iowa, and we would sometimes make a you know secondary trip to KC, and that is a cool place. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, you want to have a place with character. I feel like. Um, wherever whatever it's called now oracle park maybe where the giants play yes um, yes you know one of the newer places that had that has a unique feel to it yeah. so many of the new baseball stadiums they kind of feel the same you know i mean like like bob which is now chase field here that felt unique when it first opened because it, i believe it was the first retractable roof stadium um but now there's so many of them and you go into chase field and it doesn't really seem like there's anything super unique to it the, the charm of that place isn't what it was, you know. Now, part of that was the fact they were new and it was an expansion team and it was like this, this you know, fresh gift to Arizona to get this new team and new place and all this. But it's not it's not the same because it does feel kind of cookie cutter. Yeah. I, I feel a fun like, place, but yeah, yeah not, not a lot of special feeling to it. For, for baseball stadiums, I do think that the NL West has done a good job of being unique. I mean, Dodger Stadium yeah. is its own adventure. Right. A cool place, yes. You yes. Know, but I, I think that the I, – I think the a team that did the reverse is the Padres moved from a cookie-cutter, multi-sport right. – I mean, the difference <laughs> between Jack Murphy and Joe Robbie was just the color of the seats. That was exactly. Just, you know, oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, the Padres, I do. And and you probably, I mean, while Candlestick was a special place and I miss it for the 49ers, the Giants are certainly, I think, better off being where they are, you know, and that's a, that's a cool place. I've never, I've not been to the new one. I have been to the new San Diego Petco and that's a cool place. I mean, it's, it's got a unique feel to it, the way it looks, the where it's located. I mean, it's, it's cool. Um, and yeah, I think both of those did better. Now I've never been to Coors Field. Um, and, you know, so I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, comment on that one, but yeah, I mean, having, I did go to a baseball game at Candlestick when I was a kid and, you know, it was, it was cool. I'm glad I went there. You know, it's a stadium. I'm glad I can say I was there, but it wasn't really great for baseball. That's how I feel. So if we're going to take a trip, a turn into negative town, (laughs) I I saw a twins game at the Metrodome and that was not like we were sitting in not very good seats, very high yeah. up, yeah. but you couldn't hear the speakers um, for the PA, yeah. and, and the seats were all set up for football, and I get why, yeah. but, you know, we were staring out into, you know, left center field, right. that's where right. our seats pointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that is, that is, uh, I, so I never went to the Metrodome. Um, never, I think, I'm trying to think, I did go to a game, a T Wolves game at the Target Center when I was a very, very little kid, uh, with my dad and uncle and, and uh, cousin. 
is, you know, my, my uncle's son. Um, but I've never went to the Metrodome. Haven't been to the new place either. I know that the new place, you know, for, for both of them, Target Field and U.S. Bank, both seem to be, you know, they get good reviews. And I think the again, the Metrodome was one of those, you know, old school feelings like, you know, you put the multiple teams in a place, you put the dome up and, you know, in the in the 70s, that was really cool. And then as, as we got to our generation, it didn't feel that cool anymore. Yeah. Sort of like the Astrodome. Um, you know, I would, there's a part of me that wants to go see a game at Reliance Stadium or whatever it's called now, NRG, I think, just so I can see the old Astrodome next door. Uh, you know, you can't go in there anymore, but it's, it's a unique place, but I'm sure, you know, games in there would not feel that special anymore. It's more just that, the, you know, it's, it's got a unique, uh, history to it. Again, going back to that, you know, that there was, there was something different about that place when it first started, at least. For me, the, the the stadium that that most exemplifies that idea of it was unique when it started, and, and now it's not. Yeah, was a a few years ago, four or five years ago, the Women's World Cup was in Canada, and I mm-hmm. and I saw a pair of matches at the Stade Olympique in Montreal. Ah, yes, and Over the Expos. Yeah, and Olympic yeah. Stadium. I get I get why they didn't want to stay like it's sure. it, it's dated but it's one of those things where you think about when they built it you know for olympics and and oh, for yeah. indoor activity it's like this is amazing and yeah. then you look oh, at yeah. it now and it's like all of these bells and whistles are dated and, i know i and know it just yeah. feels yeah. dated yeah. i mean it's it's crazy <laughs> you know i mean i i didn't i've never been there but a place like the vet in philly you know, I'm sure when the vet was been artificial turf and you could have the Phillies and the Eagles, and it was, I'm sure that was probably like, man, this is big time stuff. And then by the time both teams moved out of there, like, boy, the vet is a dump. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's always interesting how perspective changes, I guess. Yeah. The, the vet was one of those, and I guess Olympic Stadium was too, and Toronto, yeah. where it looked like yeah. they just spray painted the concrete green. I know. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. like yeah, today's yeah, AstroTurf, today's next turf or whatever. Yes. Compared to that. Oh man, I know. Yeah, it's so different. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I'm also thinking as we're talking about this. Am I right now that there are no more places where football and baseball play together now that the Raiders left Oakland? Wasn't that the last one? I believe that's true. Uh, as I, I thought so. Unless I'm unless I'm forgetting somewhere, but. I know, you know, the Marlins have their own place now. I'm trying to just kind of go through in my mind the places that used to share. Yeah, there is no more team in San Diego. There's no Chargers anymore. Even when they were there, the Padres got their own place. Um, Oakland, San Francisco, they have their own stadiums now, obviously. Uh, I'm trying to think. Philly has their own. I I can't think of any unless I'm I'm missing somebody. But, yeah, I mean, that's a – a unique element too that you don't have that shared stadium anymore um but yeah i don't know i mean there, there's not there's not a stadium that i've been to i mean there are certainly stadiums i've gone to that i thought boy you can see they're they're old uh oakland coliseum i mean i went to a raider game there when, during college with my dad and, you know it, it it did not have the fancy bells and whistles but again a place i'm glad i went especially now that they're gone um for now you know they could always come back they did before but you know uh it just it was cool to see a game there even though it wasn't anything special as far as the you know uh atmosphere or i shouldn't say atmosphere the atmosphere was great the you know the bells and whistles of the stadium there weren't any yeah yeah i mean we're we're coming to a point now where it's almost comical when you watch movies like major league and you yeah. see the scoreboard and, and, and that they're using uh, no. the, the scoreboard from County stadium in Milwaukee yeah. for those yeah. shots. But it's like, we're just doing lights that light up and turn I off. <laughs> That's You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, I, uh, uh, you know, and yet, and yet sometimes, and, and I, I mean, I've thought this in other situations too, like you get these fancy bells and whistles and sometimes you miss the old, the old school, you know, approach and, and you think like, God, you know, would it be better if things were just the way that, I mean, I don't know. I suppose that's a sign of getting old when you think that way, but you know, like 
sometimes I, the, the, the scoreboard at Packard Stadium was mm-hmm. nothing special by any means. Um, and yet I've got great memories of sitting in that press box and looking out at that scoreboard dozens and dozens, probably hundreds of nights. Uh, and, and, you know, like it didn't matter that it didn't have a video board to me. It was just, it was, that was the place. Well, it's funny cause I just got a brewers, you know, email survey thing. And it's about, you know, what changes could they make that would make you want yeah. to come to the stadium if you were able to this year and, and how yeah. many games would, were you planning on going to, had you been right. able to, and all these things. And one of the questions which like kind of bugged me was it was a five point scale. And at point one was I come because I love baseball. And yeah. at point five, I come for the fun. <laughs> and they were uh, – it was – that was the scale, was either you came for baseball yeah, or yeah, you came for fun. I think you could word that better, uh, you know, my own thought. But unfortunately, that is, you know, that is part of going to games now. And, and maybe not as much but as, as I think about, like, our trips to, college, you know, the college stadiums we talked about, like, don't see that as much at these college stadiums but certainly with pro sports it's a it's an effort to reach out to the people who aren't really sports fans kind of seems like that uh you know the people who are there the you know i mean this is stereotypical but you know the wives and girlfriends who don't care about the game but they're dragged along and they'd rather see the the you know in in between inning or halftime competition um i don't love it i mean you know i go to sun's games the last few years and it's like, you know, every now and again, there'll be a point where they're not playing loud music and you can actually hear the, the ball bouncing or the, the sneakers on the floor. And I'm like, God, I'd like this. I kind of I kind of like it that way. But I know they're not they're not gearing things toward people like me. And it's the same with that question. I mean, that's that's, uh, you know, they're probably trying to figure out, like, you know, OK, how, how many people are here just to watch the baseball? Because they figure you're going to come back anyway, because yeah. They're still baseball, you know. I mean, the, you know, I'm going to go to see a Suns game because I like basketball. Well, that's not changing. But they're trying to get people in the door who don't really care that one way or the other about basketball. But well, I want to go and see the, you know, the Golden Grannies dance at the, you know, midway through the second quarter or something like that. Doesn't do anything for me. But hey, you know, that's that's I'm not the person they care about, honestly. Yeah. Well, it's uh, you know, it's figuring out the lowest common denominator. Because yeah. they, they've cornered the market. I don't have access to another home baseball right. team in the major right. leagues. Right. I'm, I'm exactly. going to go here. So I'm going. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and it's the same for me. I mean, you know, I can't stand the Suns and I can't stand the Cardinals. But if I want to go see an NFL game or an NBA game, the easiest one to, for me to get to is here. I don't have to get on a plane. I don't have to go to a hotel. I, you know, I, I mean, I pay for parking. I pay for a ticket, and I'm there. So, yeah, I mean, they're they're not trying to get me in the door because I'm going to go because I want to see the, you know, the, the Eagles play and the Cardinals, uh, you know, but, but I'm going to go regardless. Yeah, exactly. So, and, of course, that, that brings me to – to State Farm Stadium now, what was known as University of Phoenix Stadium for the longest time. And I don't know if you've got a stadium like this. You probably don't, but I've, there isn't a stadium that has more like polar opposite emotions for me. I've had some really amazingly cool times there and some really times that I just wanted to be anywhere else in the world. So it's definitely got a, a unique place in my rankings. If I had to rank, I don't, I don't know where I'd rank it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't have a place like that. And one thing I've learned with this, so the last arena I was at was I saw the Bucks uh, play the Mavericks in one of their rare home losses for the Bucks. Okay. In December, okay. I have not That's been. I have not been in an arena or stadium since then. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. The last time I went to a game. Uh, gosh, I think I went to see the Spurs and the Suns in like mid-January. I did. I think that's probably the last time I, well, I guess I did go to ASU. I, I, ASU and Washington State, the last the last regular season game of the season, that's the last game I attended. But pro sports, I think, was, was the Suns in January. And it's weird as I sit here now, you know, removed from it, and I think like, I used to, I used to just say, 
to Kelsey and to my parents yeah. and to whoever like well going to the stadium that's that's my happy place like I yeah the like I show up two hours early for a Brewer game because I, I don't want to be other places like I if Agreed. they let me in now so I want to just go walk around you know? yeah well I mean you know from the from the, again going back to the SEC trips we've done every time we've you pretty much gone into the stadium as soon as we could yeah because you know because that's I like it I, it's that's part of the experience to me yeah. you know I mean like that you know you want to see the pregame and I think that's also that's also being a sports fan and, and liking the nuance of sports, being able to watch, you know, whether it's batting practice or infield at baseball, whether it's, you know, quarterbacks and receivers coming out to throw routes an hour and a half before and, and you know, T-shirt shorts, uh, you know, basketball, you know, guy, the Spurs and Suns game I went to. I got there as soon as the gates opened or doors opened and I watched assistant coach Tim Duncan, you know, do drills with LaMarcus Aldridge. And like, that's, that's part of what was fun for me, to be honest. But I know, again, where I'm not the you know the, the typical fan, I guess, but I think the diehard fan, yeah, you like that stuff. Well, and that's the times where there aren't all of the distractions. There all aren't right. all of the things that detract from the game. If if you like the game, I mean, we talked about this last time. Watching, going and watching the guy warm up in the bullpen, the you right. know, whoever the starter right. is. There, there is no ads. There's no in. In stadium host telling right. you about the sale behind the right. home plate right. concourse, like you yeah. don't have that. You just have the game. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I mean, it's a little bit more pure and innocent, I guess. And and you know, there's also like, I mean, I had I had decent seats to that Spurs Suns game, but you know, I I went down and I was sitting in the second row. I can't sit there during the game. But for pregame warm-ups, yeah, I mean, usually you can kind of wander around. Baseball, you can too. You, not always football. They seem to be more more strict on that. But you know, you can you can get down right by the field uh, and and see guys. And you know, yeah, there's there's something fun about that too. Yeah. One well, in football, the one thing that I've noticed about the SEC schools is they have the track right around the field, but separated right. by the hedges that you. You can be right there. They'll let you, you stand there all game yeah. if you want. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean that was that was interesting too. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I agree. You're right that you know going going into a arena or stadium early and watching the pregame. I mean that yeah, that's that's part of the fun for me. I mean, I I, I think that's probably you know on the first if you took a test of you know are you a sports nerd. Uh, probably one of the first questions is, do you like to get to the arena or stadium, or do you like to watch guys practice? If the answer is yes, you're probably a sports nerd. And, uh, you know, I, I my answer is yes. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things. It's like, would you rather be at the game 90 minutes before first pitch or get there, get to your seat by the middle of the third inning? Right. You know? And, to me, it's, no, it's no, no contest. Well, and it's the thing, you know, when, for me – where I get angry, like Miller Park, it, it's not LA late arriving, but it's a late arriving <laughs> crowd because people are tailgating in the parking lot. Yeah, and it's yeah. one of those things where I understand I live in a place with a strong drinking culture, but it's like you can get drunk so much cheaper at home. You don't oh, have to pay for parking at your house. I know. You know? Uh, yeah, I I don't get that either. I mean, if you're gonna pay for a for a ticket to a game, why would you not show up on time? Uh, I mean, it just doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me, um, you know. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand that. But yeah, I mean, a little bit late is one thing. I can see, you know. Okay, maybe you're running late, traffic, whatever. But yeah, sometimes you get the, you know, like you go to a basketball game and somebody comes in in the middle of the second quarter. Like you missed most of the, you know, you missed almost half the game by that point. What, what's the point? Yeah. Um. Is there? It, let's let's back it out to this is my final stadium I want to talk about. If there was a place where I could choose to be and just sit and watch a game. Yeah. A a generic game Mm -hmm. for me, because of the memories I have and the affinity I have for it, I think it's high Corbett field. Okay. Yeah. You know, I spent so much, it is, uh, there were two places when we were little kids, me and my brother, where mm-hmm. my parents would let us just go 
wander around. And I and when yeah. I mean little, I don't mean like three. I mean no, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but you. when we were eight, ten, you know, yeah. where, where it's like you know when you're at that edge of you still need oh, adult yeah. supervision, but you can, you know. Uh, I mean, we were we were probably wandering around that stadium, uh, you know, together at the, you know, a few nights at least, because yeah, I did the same thing. I mean, you know, I I went to a lot of Toros games, and we didn't know each other at that time, but we we probably crossed paths once or twice. Yeah, I mean, because for me, the only places where we were allowed to do that at first were the Tucson Racquet Club, where we had been going since we were born, right, and right. and knew pretty much everyone by the time we were, yeah. you know, six, yeah. and High Corbett Field. We could yeah. just. You know, it's like we knew where our seats are. Every section had a big letter painted on the top of it. You just had to remember what letter, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I remember, you know, the speedball that they had on one of the concourses there. And, yeah, I mean, I, you know, that's a, that's an interesting – yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think of that place. But, yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of games there and uh, spring training games even, you know, back when the Indians were there and – uh, but yeah, I mean, that is, that is a cool place. It would not, I, I suppose, I mean, that's an interesting question. If I had to choose like one, you know, I guess if you said like, there's only one place you could go and you could never go to another stadium other than that, well, which I'm but, glad that's not the case. But I don't want that because they, they okay. only play U of A baseball there now. But, well, no, I, I mean, okay, that's fair. That's but fair. But what yeah, I'm saying I mean, is if, you know. if there's a venue and all you're going to get is a, you're going to get an exhibition game. game between yeah. teams you don't know sure what's sure. the place you'd want to do it yeah mm, that's a good question yeah yeah i mean I, I i think i'd probably still be tempted to say sun devil stadium um but yeah i mean i suppose if it was just a generic game you know you say well is it going to be the same if it wasn't asu football or or you know something like that i don't know that's a that's a good question um you know i i i'd probably go with that but I don't know with certainty. I, I, you know, that's that's one I'd have to think about. Cause for me, the reason why I'm so confident in it, one, it's probably if you added it all up, the place I've seen the most games. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, I, one, I love minor league baseball, which is just unshakable sure, for me, sure. even if they try to kill <laughs> minor league baseball. Right, And I right. start having to buy, like, you know, the logos of the private trainer organizations <laughs> that train right. players, but it's a venue where it's small, where you can see everything, True. but it's professional and, and it yeah. had moments yeah. at it. You know? Yeah. There's a, there's an intimacy to it. I, I, I'll say this, I'd be tempted. I mean, even though it certainly lacked very many of the, you know, amenities that you'd look for in a stadium nowadays, I'd be tempted to say Packard stadium. Yeah. That was really fun. I, I mean, I, I missed that place so much, and, yeah. and I, you know, that was just a great time. Uh, so that, yeah, that's a, that might be the place I'd choose if I had to choose just one of the scenario you're laying out. Yeah, well, because you knew every inch of the place, and the place was special. I and did. The, you know, I did. Yeah, the, there was yeah, something special right. about the different seats. You know, when you're talking about Packard, yes. you know, the the little side where you could sit. As a student for free, and you right, just go, right. or the real the bleachers, yeah, or, you know, yeah, no. in the press box. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, and, and it's, it's, uh, I say that, and I think, you know, God, how hot it was there sometimes. And, you know, you think, boy, would I, would I kill for an indoor press box with air conditioning and a TV? And, but yet I have great memories of that place. And I, I mean, it's a little bit of a different question, but if you said, like, what's a stadium or arena that they, that, you know, either doesn't exist anymore or doesn't, doesn't host games anymore that you'd love to go back and see just one more game. That would be it for me without a doubt. I think. See, for me, if you asked it that way, I'd want to, I'd want to see something baseball historical. I'd want to see like Ebbets Field or the Polo Grounds. There's the, yeah. I mean, I guess that's tricky. you know, because I could say, you know, well, boy, I'd love to see, you know, a game at Boston Garden or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I guess, I guess it's hard to compare those two. I've been to a ton of games at Packard. I've never been to the Boston Garden, never will, because it doesn't exist anymore. You know, so those are, it's almost the apples and oranges comparison, I guess. And maybe I'm narrowing it down too much. But if you said, you know, a place you've been that you could go to one more time, 
you know, that the genie comes and gives you three wishes, and one of them is you can watch one more game from that place, mm-hmm. I'd probably choose Packer. Yeah. Well, I, I know. That's a tricky one. I mean, uh, high core, but you said, you know, you've probably seen the most games there. If I did the math, I would have to say probably the most sports games or, or events I've been to is, is the Cardinal Stadium, the old UOP. Um, and, you know, a, a wide variety of events there. I mean, I, you know, obviously football more than anything, but I saw WrestleMania there. I saw the Final Four there. I saw Basketball Regional. Uh, you know, I saw a Super Bowl, two Super Bowls, a Pro Bowl. I mean, I, you know, like that, that place, you know, I hated it at times, but I sure have a lot of good memories of going there, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Fiesta Bowls. I mean, the, the last time I walked out of there was after the Fiesta Bowl between Ohio State and Clemson. And I walked, you know, late at night, and it was cold, and, and obviously didn't didn't know at the time that I wouldn't be back there until who knows when. You know, I knew it would be a while, just based on football season ending. Um, but I remember walking out of there, and I had a long walk to my car, and I killed time on that walk by thinking about all the games I'd seen there and the people I'd seen there. And it's like, you know, I mean, I have a, a laundry list. I mean, I, I, I can say I didn't like the Cardinals job, but... The Cardinals job sure gave me an opportunity to have a lot of cool experiences. I will, I will say that, and you know, most of those are due to that. Hey, it's how you met Byron Leftwich. It is, it is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I uh, yeah, I mean, a fair amount of the you know pictures on my wall came from either there or being associated with there. I mean, I, like you know, I uh, I'm looking at this, this you know collage of pictures I've got, and you know. I met uh, Mark Sanchez there. I met Byron Leftwich, Carson Palmer, uh, you know, others at the Cardinals facility or something. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, like, a lot of that is due to, to working there. I'm glad I don't work there anymore. I haven't missed it since the day I left, but it, it certainly gave me some cool opportunities. I think it's clear that we miss being at these places, and I think it's Oh, just... without a doubt. Without a doubt, yeah, yeah. I mean, let me let me give you one more... Let's let's do one hypothetical that could really be true. What's one stadium you haven't been to? Stadium, arena, venue, whatever. Like, we well, haven't been to, but it still exists. That you'd say that's my first priority to get to if if and when I could. Um, when you said that, the thing that popped into my mind is the Rose Bowl. Okay, okay, that's a good one. I've, I've I, never I, been to the Rose Bowl. Um, I would certainly not uh, not discourage you from that. I've, I've gone there two or three times, I think, for football and once for soccer. First first event I saw there was a L.A. Galaxy game way back when the MLS was new. Um, but, yeah, very cool place, with, without a doubt, a place that you should get to uh, on, the, on the football bucket list for sure. Yeah. What about for you? I'm going to go off the beaten path here a little and say Augusta National. I think that's, I mean, that's the place. If you say a golf course is a venue, that's the place I'd want to see more than any. Yeah, no, I, that's, I think that's very, very much a venue. I mean, both, both of those places are, uh, you know, the places you see on both the Rose Bowl and Augusta are the, the, places you see on tv that are like oh my god it just looks like heaven on earth yeah you know the bright sunshine the green grass uh you know i mean it's just it's perfect i mean the rose bowl is is perfection when it comes to just the look and augusta is that for golf i think oh yeah i mean it's a tradition unlike any other it is it is i mean i've i've gone to pebble beach i went to the 2000 u.s open uh, and, you know, seeing the 18th hole looking out onto the ocean, and that is that is really amazing to see. But I think Augusta would be the, you know, the, the first thing on my list, and, and is, in some ways, the first thing on my list. Uh, you know, my, my tentative plan is to get there in April for the Masters. I, I thought about trying to go November, but, uh, you know, I kind of want to see the Masters in its usual form. I don't necessarily want to have my only trip there be when it's fall and you watch it every other year and you think, well, that's not what it looked like when I was there. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. I, for me, my, my holdout on the Rose Bowl is I'd like to go see ASU play. In see ASU, Rose and I would Bowl. too. And you know, I'd be there with you. Uh, if, if the opportunity arises and hopefully it will sooner than later, we'll be there. 
we'll, we'll make it happen. Um, but yeah, I would, I would certainly say, you know, get there if you can. I saw Georgia and Oklahoma there, which is one of the, man, I mean, well, you know, I didn't have a huge, I'm not a huge Georgia fan. I like Georgia. Um, and I, you know, I don't like Oklahoma. So I was certainly had a rooting interest, uh, but a great game. And then I saw Texas, Alabama there, the championship game. And that was not the game I expected, but still a great game. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, it was very cool. And a traditional Rose Bowl, I think. I'm glad I saw that. The Texas-Bama game was cool, but it was a night start. To go to a Rose Bowl where it's, you know, bright at the beginning and then, you know, gets dark by the second half, That was that's the experience I've watched on TV all those years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's – what I want is a traditional Rose Bowl. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, which now is pretty much everyone. I mean – the Texas-Alabama game was back in the BCS days when they hosted the Rose Bowl and the championship game. Now it's pretty much, you know, the Rose Bowl has that time slot corner. Yeah. I just, you know, because I would go see ASU play UCLA there. But if I did that, but I'd want not. it to be the afternoon kick. I and agree. I, and I just, I don't, I don't think it would feel the same. I think that would be like going to, you know, like going to Augusta National and seeing, you know, the, the you know, women's amateur. It can be cool. You still still say you saw the Rose Bowl, but it's not the Rose Bowl. You know, you want to see the stadium and the game at the same time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You want the, the history and the passion and all of that, you know, all that corny stuff that, that you know, we hear on, on ESPN every year because it's true. I mean, it really is. Like, I know that, you know, sometimes the Rose Bowl hype almost seems like it's too much, but then you go to one or you watch one on TV, even, and it's like, yeah, this is legit. The hype is real. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think that's all we're going to cover today on the recording. If you've made it this far, and literally no one did, <laughs> uh, I want to. Sound like Chris Traeger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally thrilled. literally no one is listening to us yeah but uh i'm i'm glad you did my dad made it through one whole episode he said he listened on double speed hey um, okay all right all right you know you might want to tell your mom mrs story i i hope you're listening and if you fast forward into this point because matt said you got yeah. a shout out i support that yeah. too she might listen to this one you know see the the you know the current sports breakdowns and stuff that probably doesn't do a whole lot for her but i i told her we were going to discuss this so we might have an, we might have at least one listener at this point all right but uh if you did listen let us know on uh twitter or text look you probably are one of our parents so you can just text us yeah and tell us you like <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah uh but until next time he's matt i'm ben it's the ben and matt sportscast <laughs>